Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now listen to me, you guys. This game of baseball is only one half skill. The other half is something else, something bigger. You gotta have heart. All you really need is heart. When the odds are saying you'll never win, that's when the grin should start. You gotta have hope. Mustn't sit you know around what this song and is about. This song is actually about the Yankees, well, damn Yankees, and the Washington Senators. Yes, this is uh, sort of the frustrations the the Senators had. Well, I play that today because in our nation's capital, baseball is back. And yes, we won't be having fans. Yes, there's so many other issues we need to address. But... There is a spirit today, at least I'm feeling, maybe I'm the only one, uh, of, of some sort of thing to look forward to. Uh, it's something we haven't had in quite a while. And what's also interesting about today is that the, um, the Nationals did not have their home, you know, their ring ceremony. And now... Maybe, just maybe, in some way or another, while they'll want to celebrate with the fans, and they probably will do so properly in 2021, and they should. After all, that was the town's first World Series. I also have to believe that they've got to be excited, too. That rings or no rings, they're going to get to play some ball. Yeah, Dr. Fauci will throw out the first pitch today, which will be interesting. As I've said before, I'd love to see other nurses. Uh, I'd love to see the nurses and the doctors in our local hospitalities do something in these ballparks. Um, And I'm sure we will. We'll we'll just have to get there. But I'm also wearing Queens today because someone who 10 years ago, along with the president of Queens College at the time, James Meiskins, someone in addition to James, Rob Twible, said, you know what? We would love you to do that. We need a public address announcer. Can you do it? I said, yes, I could. Which started a whole four years of doing public address work for all the teams. 
And yeah, I'm talking about the Yankees. I'm also going to talk about the Mets and the importance of Queens in all of this today. And Queens College is no exception. I got offered a job to do the PA work. I did it and very excited to do so and still do so time to time when there are games on. And Rob Twible, who was at first interim athletic director for Queens College, is now the permanent athletic director for Queens College. So congratulations, Rob, on all of that success. And I know that this program is in great hands with your care, love of the college, love of campus, and and love of sports. I You have a love of sports that I think is, is unmatched in... in in many ways. So congratulations today on that. Now, baseball in Queens tomorrow afternoon. Where have we seen this scene before of the Mets coming back after tragedy? How about we try September 21st, 2001, 2001, 10 days after 9-11. Why don't we try the fact that Mike Piazza hit an incredible home run. That whole night was electric. I remember a couple things about that night because my dad and I happened to be there. (laughs) Firstly, Rudy was walking in and we had seen him. Rudy Giuliani was walking in the stadium and we had seen him just before the night. But they did a 21-gun salute in left field, if you remember. And here I was walking along, rollerblading along the left field line, and all of a sudden, one pop goes off. I, I wasn't sure what was going on, so I kind of jumped. And I guess I should have stayed as they were doing it um, in position. But I, I was so nervous, I just started rollerblading up the left field line. Anyway, those are a couple things I remember. But what went down in memory. Is for sure Mike Piazza's, I believe it was a three-run home run, against the Braves in an electric fashion. And I just find it very interesting that July, uh, today 23rd, July 24th, 2020, in our borough of Queens, the Mets will once again reprise that role of healing right away from crisis. Or they'll try to anyway. And guess what they're going to do it against? Would you believe it? The Atlanta Braves. So who's to say, even though there are no fans here tomorrow in Queens, that something magical, something of such a magnitude could happen? Because that seems like a God-destined matchup after tragedy. I don't think after the COVID crisis, after the rioting and destruction of part of our city, after the slow rebirth of our city, I don't think after all of this we've gone through, the lockdown, the quarantine, the staying at home, after all of this we've gone through, I don't think it's by accident. It's the Mets and the Braves battling it out on opening day as the first game back from tragedy. And yes, Marcus Stroman is on the injured reserve. And yes, 
Gesellman is. And yes, we don't know how Sussman is going to be doing for the Mets here in Queens. But we do know they have a Pete Alonso. They have a Jeff McNeil. They have a Comforto. They have a lineup. They do have pitching that can truly rock this town even for 60 games. And so tomorrow, in this very city, in New York, just like it will be when the Yanks come home and do their home opener in the Bronx, tomorrow's a step toward proving, just like they proved in 2001, that this city is not dead. You can read that in my Medium column also, Alex G. in NYC. And I want to talk about this because it just was, as, as things were formulating in my mind, I was like, wait a minute, what? You're telling me the Braves and Mets are going to meet again? You're telling me the Mets are going to be home opening again um, after tragedy to start us off? In this climate, in this magnitude of what we're dealing with? And then I thought of another aspect, because if you watch the ceremony from 2001, if you just watch it, you see that who was honored? The hospital workers that cared for those devastated by 9-11, hurt badly on death's bed virtually during 9-11. You're honoring the police officers who ran in there in 9-11. Now, somehow in 2020, those cheers have now become defund the police rally cries. And I don't understand it. And so I hope, like we saw in 2001, players could wear the NYPD, FDNY hat of their choice. That that can still go on, even if in batting practice. I hope we can pull off a 60-game season here in America. I hope MLB can do it. And I hope what people, if they are focused on this, would do is say, yes, this is a step to rebirth of New York City. And this rebirth really has nothing to do with the politicians. This rebirth is because of the hard workers in law enforcement. This rebirth is happening because of the nurses and doctors. This rebirth is because of all the sirens that we heard day in and day out during the crisis of COVID-19 and everything else. It's those sirens transporting sick patients to get them better. It's those sirens that were on call 24-7 in a pandemic that should be honored I really do believe, sadly, we're seeing Cuomo and de Blasio take credit, or they're just citing generic New Yorkers. Yeah, regular New Yorkers did what they had to, there's no doubt. However, who really kept the city running as these two guys were out there doing the press briefing? Who kept the city running? In Queens, especially. Elmhurst Hospital, we had Dr. Jeffrey Kressler on to talk about that. It was the, F, the, the New York's finest, the New York's bravest, the New York's nurses and doctors 
That's who helped make the city back on the mend and reduce the hospitalizations. And yes, God had a role in this too. We're not dead. New York City is not dead. And I wish while they tout the reopening that this governor and mayor and even President Trump <laughs> could come together and address the fact that yes, the city's not dead and make sure it lives and breathes again. You do that by taking the steps that they did the other night. Middle of the night raid. I am all for that. Of the autonomous zone. They needed to clean the streets off. New Yorkers, normal New Yorkers want those streets cleared off. Uh, it's, it's a shame it took a month. It's a shame it probably took President Trump's threats to send in law enforcement to fix it. To do something. Because our city officials just should want what's best for our na for our city. You claim, once again, states' rights, you claim locality rights. But when you claim it, you have to work on it. Claiming you have rights to your city also means you make sure we're, we're respecting the police, law enforcement, and the safety of the city. That's what it means. That's what it means. It doesn't mean we have rights to locality laws. We don't want the federal enforcement. We'll sue them. Oh, by the way, we still won't protect our city while we're asking for that. That's not how it works. It's not in this presidency anyway. Fascinating. Fascinating how overnight they said we're getting these people out. And so I hope you enjoy the games wherever you might be. Stay safe if you're going out to a bar to watch opening day. And I hope, more importantly, that... Oh, and, and the, the other thing was, I, I, I totally am not trying to leave out the Yankees. Because the Yankees did their part in 2001. By going all the way to the World Series. The Yankees did something that, again, just like this pandemic and, and actually seeing baseball for the first time. I don't know if they thought would happen. When the towers, when the destruction of the towers, when they were destroyed and thousands of lives killed, no one thought we would get back to normal. And I don't know how many people in the moment or days after, as they were trying to figure out how to get baseball back, <coughs> excuse me, I don't know how many people thought that the, um, that baseball would have a return to magnitude like it did. And the Yankees were a huge part of it. They went through the A's. Then they went through Seattle. And then, well, I should say, Seattle and Oakland came through here. They lost. We Yankees beat them. We beat them. Then you face the Diamondbacks. An epic seven-game series. First of all, Diamondbacks with Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson go up 2 nothing. The next three nights in 2001, talk about a city that needed uplifting and that got it from the Yankees. We got it. And in dramatic fashion. He's in the Hall of Fame or would have been this year. 
and Derek Jeter was a big part of that week. Turning October into November, becoming Mr. November with the walk-off homer. <clears throat> we had another walk-off the night after. Team had grit in this city. I think they were very... There was something about the electricity in the city that, that had everybody, everybody so excited those three games. And as crushing as games six and seven were, we cannot deny, you know, I do believe that some people forget that the Yankees had that incredible run in 01, post 9-11. But we cannot forget that George W. Bush threw out the first best pitch, President Bush threw out that first pitch and brought the city together with that. We cannot deny that The three games here, Bernie Williams, you see that footage of him thanking every cop and thanking every FDNY officer. That's the thanks we need to see today. And I hope we see it more and more. I hope we see it at these games, even if there are no fans, at least they're honoring the local neighborhoods of Queens, the hardest hit borough <clears throat> of all of these places. Tomorrow and then in the Bronx next week, That, that these hard workers, not the politicians, but the workers on the ground, get the recognition they deserve. And that baseball can give them that recognition. And that baseball could give us the spirit, the hope that we are back slowly, little by little. We are not dead. We are not dead. And anybody in the city that thinks we're on the way out, I implore you, roll down 2nd Avenue. Roll down Avenue in the Americas. Tell those who are living and enjoying their life, the outdoor diners, and the business owners setting up these diners for success, that they're, they're dead. Because I'll say, no, we're not. <laughs> and they'll show you too. And so, thank you, <laughs> MLB. MLB Player Association. It was a gutty battle. It was a horrible battle. I still say, I hope this fracture that they had during all this doesn't lead to a lockout in 2021. Just throwing that out there. But for now, thank you, Major League Baseball, MLBPA. I pray for these games that they are as safe as possible. I pray that they are, excuse me, I pray that they are as exciting as possible, even with no fans. And I pray that the energy level is brought up through these games. And that we do more than celebrate it, but work to reconstruct the rest of the city. How about that? Mary de Blasio, yes, you can sit there and say, I'm so excited baseball is back. Well, what are you doing for the rest of the city? That's what I want to know. What are you doing for the rest of the city? Let the fans enjoy opening day. You have a job to do today and tomorrow and the next day. And part one was getting rid of the autonomous zone. There's a part two, phase two, phase three, phase four, phase five that you have to get to going. Part of that might just be reinstating the anti-crime unit, huh? Part of that 
might just be stopping the nonsense of we're going to make sure every officer is held accountable. Meanwhile, are you holding those who rioted, who broke into stores, who beat up cops on the Brooklyn Bridge accountable? Until you do that, I implore you. Until you do that, I implore you to simply stop talking about the good only. And start saying, yeah, well, here's a plan to get the 420,000 people back into Manhattan and the outer boroughs. Here's a plan that we are really going to have to make sure our city is safe. And if he does find a way to throw out the first pitch the next few days, I will really think he's out to lunch, to be quite honest with you. I really would. More so than he is now, to be honest with you. But that's for another day. For now, baseball is back. For now, our rebirth is beginning. And it has been the last couple weeks. And don't listen to the politicians who want to take credit for it. Listen to the business owners, the nurses, the doctors, the policemen, the firemen, the ambulances, the EMS teams that rightly should be taking credit for this. If it weren't for them, the mayor and the governor would not be looking. Uh, Well, they aren't looking good already. Let's put it that way. But they wouldn't feel the right to say, look, it's because of us because we're reopening. Not because of you. It's because of the hard workers and the New Yorkers that did stay safe during this. That we can say New York City is not dead. I'm Alex Garrett. We'll talk to you soon. Enjoy today. Enjoy tomorrow. And go Yankees, right? That's that's all I'm going to say today. Have a good one.